Hey everybody, this is RJ Thompson, uh, your your one and only host thus far. Actually, today we're breaking the mold a little bit, and uh, I've got Dominic Marchionda with me, um, and we're going to have a uh, a conversation with uh, Ron Stoops, coach at Youngstown State, and I'll let him uh, detail a little bit about what he does here. But um, I, I want to just tell everyone that... Uh, I think a miracle has happened today. Uh, an artist, let alone art faculty here, has stepped foot into the uh, the, the sports-centric part of campus. I think it's the first time, um, and I, I press anyone to, to prove me wrong. But uh, at any rate, uh, let's get started. Thanks for, thanks for um, agreeing to talk with us, uh, Ron. Hey, it's great to be here, RJ. And uh, I think we've had some faculty from the art and music departments here. We, we try and get... Uh, you know everybody on campus to uh, get to know uh, our players and and some of the coaches around here, and we're not as bad as all you guys think. I was feeling really special there for a moment, and now and now I'm I'm not I'm not, and and of course it's it's too presumptuous of me to uh, assume that I'd be the only one over here. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad to be here in wonderful wonderful facility you've got, um, and and Dominic Marquiand is here, uh, and this is the part where we break the mold, where we bring in a third person into the conversation. Say hello, Dom. Hello, everybody. I'm just uh, here as known the Stoops family uh, all my life, really, and them being a great Youngstown legacy family. I thought it was important for RJ, who's not not from Youngstown, to, to get in touch with some of our, our uh, legacy families here in the city. Plus, he was my ride over, uh, and it's blisteringly hot out, so uh, I desperately needed that air-conditioned ride. So, uh, yeah, so uh, tell me a little about yourself, Ron, because I don't know anything about you, so let's start at the beginning. Yeah, well, I am, uh, you know, uh, obviously uh, Ron Stoops, and I'm the oldest of uh, six uh, brothers and sisters, uh, born and raised here in Youngstown, Ohio, and, uh, you know, that's been quite a few decades now. I won't go exactly how far, but, uh, you know, so I was born and raised on the south side of Youngstown and had a great experience there and been fortunate enough to... uh, work, uh, live and work and raise my, my family in the area, uh, all but for, uh, I guess about five years, my wife and I, uh, lived in Canton, Ohio. But other than that, we've been, uh, we've been, uh, in this community and, uh, very proud of that and, uh, have enjoyed it. It's a great place to uh, raise a family. What kind of, uh, jobs have you had here? Is it just one specific one or a bunch of different well, uh, I have, uh, I'm actually uh, a teacher. I'm an educator by trade, and I uh, just retired uh, maybe three years ago uh, after 33 years in uh, education. I had the good uh, fortune of teaching at Ursland for one year. It was my very first uh, full-time teaching job, and then I went to Canton for six years and taught at a, a great place over there, Canton Central Catholic. I uh, came back from there in 1987 and uh, spent the next 26 years teaching at Boardman High School. Great, uh, great school system. Had a lot of great experiences there. Taught a lot of great uh, kids and um, made some great friends, some some great teachers and administrators in that that program. And uh, during that 26 years at Boardman, I, I coached football and basketball there for for a good while. And then uh, my last, I guess it was nine years there, I actually coached uh, at Cardinal Mooney while I was teaching at Boardman. So been able to work uh, with some great people at all those places and, uh, you know, coach and teach some wonderful kids. What subject did you teach? 
I was a high school uh, social studies teacher. Okay. Yes. History. Yes. Awesome. Uh, some American history, some government classes. Yeah. What was uh, What was your favorite lessons to, to sort of cover or um, part of history? I, I, you know, I taught history for most of my first probably 15, 20 years. And, uh, you know, like anything, mm-hmm. change is sometimes good. And um, I started teaching government, and I, and I really like that, you know. It's a little bit different, you know, than... And certainly lately, there's always something to talk about, right? <laughs> yes, there's been plenty to talk about. There's been a lot of experiences. Yeah, you know, I just things like people are, are more, more aware of what's going on. And I think younger people with all the technology and all the information that's at people's fingertips, and people are more in the know now. And, and I, I do think uh, that's the case. But So maybe that was part of it. But yeah, it was fun uh, teaching government maybe my last you know, eight or ten years. When I was in high school, I was I was a wrestler. I don't know if you knew this. Goodness. Yeah, I was a I was a wrestler and 145 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and my my coach was a social studies history teacher, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's actually kind of surprising. Uh, not even surprising, but uh, I like the 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 relationship where. You're, you're, you can coach the sports and then also still maintain a presence in the classroom. I actually got a lot out of that that uh, relationship, that connection. And uh, Coach Farrow was a great mentor mm-hmm. to me. Consequently, um, uh, so it's good that you're you're always you were always in that same sort of atmosphere. And you know, even now being at YSU, you didn't you know transition too far. There's a lot of similarities to what I'm doing now. You know, coaching is teaching and. These are young people and are still learning and developing. You have a chance to influence their life in a positive way. And I agree with you. It's, it, it's kind of, it was always kind of neat to have uh, both of those roles and different relationships as a teacher and as a coach. Uh, they're different, but, but a lot of similarities. And uh, I enjoyed both of them. One of the things that I did not like, though, is when he would catch me uh, flirting with girls in his class because that meant extra uh, <laughs> extra push-ups for me at practice. <laughs> I'm sure that's something you willingly accepted. <laughs> yes, yes, I did, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's interesting, RJ. I'm not sure if you were aware of the, the high school football rivalry scene, but Coach Stoops only made it one year at Ursuline. Was that yeah. anything to do with where you went to high school? Uh, uh, no, that didn't have anything to do with it. I'm actually very grateful to um, uh, Tom Carey was the principal and Dick Angle was the head football coach, and they were instrumental in getting me an interview and getting me my first teaching job. So they didn't hold it against me, and I certainly didn't <laughs> hold it against them. And, you know, it's the same when I really was teaching at Boardman and coaching against Mooney or, you know, vice versa. I've been on both sides of that pretty big rivalry here in town also. And, you know, you, you, you take pride in the job you're doing and the kids you coach are teaching at that particular time, and that's where your loyalty is uh, at that time. Don, tell me about – give me the lay of the land here on this, on this rivalry. Well, so I actually – my parents went to Mooney, but the uh, growing up, attending Catholic schools as a youngster, there would always be a, a day of the year uh, depending on what side of town you grew up on. So we were on this – my, my uh, grade school is on the southeast side of town. So Ursula Mooney, if you live north of the river, you went to Ursula. If you live south of the uh, river, you went to Mooney. Um, so we would spend one day out of the year going to a, the Mooney for the day. So you kind of figure out what it would like to be what, – what would it be like to go to high school at Cardinal Mooney. 
And at that day, they had a big, a big rally. And growing up, I can remember my parents talking about the football rallies and how much pride you could see it in their face when they would talk about these, um, these you know, celebrations and anticipation for going out and cheering their friends on, on the, under the lights on Fridays. So um, I never went to Mooney, but a lot of my good friends did. And even when I didn't, I didn't, though I didn't go to Mooney, if I wasn't playing a sport or if I didn't have a game that day when Mooney and Ursuline were playing each other, I found my way to that game. So it's, it's probably, the, if not the biggest, one of the biggest rivalries, definitely locally and maybe in the region. So you both got to be fans of both, both sides. Yeah, the Mooney-Ursland rivalry is, is kind of famous uh, in this area. They go back a long way, and both have had great tradition. But there are other great you – know, there's a lot of great uh, – you know, traditions and rivalry games in this community. And I think it's uh, not just this community, but I think it's, you know, kind of true in in Ohio in general, in particular Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania over there in Pittsburgh area and so on. So, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, it's something to be said about the communities. You know, I think about the Poland-Canfield rivalry and Boardman-Austin-Town-Fitch rivalry. I've been, you know, witnessing, you know, these games for a long time. But, uh, and there's many, many more. But uh, it's just, I think, that close-knit communities that we have, uh, the pride people take in their schools and in their programs, you know, it's very evident on a, on a Friday night on a football field. So uh, I wanted to ask you about, about coaching. Um, how would you say uh, – well, well, first off, what have you learned from your cumulative coaching experience? Uh, <laughs> that there's so much more to learn. You know, I've been working at this game for, you know, I don't know, 30 or 40 years, probably 40 years or, or so. And, you know, uh, it's like anything else. The more you know, the more you realize how much more there is to know. But, uh, you know, the game keeps changing. You know, that's one thing I, I know I've learned. And, uh, and that's part of the excitement of it. It's not the same old. You know, I think people that just get stuck doing the same old thing year after year after year, you know, they – I don't know, they're missing out on, on a certain element. I, I just think the game keeps changing. You know, way back when, you know, everybody was in these tight formations and pounding it up the middle, whether it was Ohio State, Michigan, or some of the teams we just mentioned in this area. You know, now everybody's all spread out. But, you know, so offenses and defenses change, and everybody's got to change. And to me, that's part of the fun of it. And I, 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 I kind of embrace that part. The need to uh, always, you know, sort of readapt keeps mm-hmm. the game fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what, uh, what would you say uh, – let me ask you this. i, I got to figure out how to phrase it. Um, what are the hardest parts of the job? Um, hardest parts of the job, uh, you know, probably in high school dealing with parents, uh, you know, can, can be difficult sometimes. I think sometimes they have unrealistic expectations and – you know, it's, you know, it's always, uh, you know, things don't work out for their son or daughter. You know, sometimes the coach is the fall guy. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I've been a coach and I've been a parent and I just have always kind of tried to operate that whatever happens, it's going to be because of the work my kids put in and, and I put in as a parent. And, you know, that, that, that part of it and scholarships and, you know, I, I hate to see, you know, people and parents talking about playing for the for the scholarship that's the wrong reason to play you know they should be playing because they love it that the lessons the experiences I had I never got a scholarship really none of my kids uh, one signed one but that's neither here nor there you know wouldn't trade any of those experiences for the world and I, I know a lot of my classmates and teammates felt the same way whether you're a starter or not those that the, the, the lessons you learn the the, the, uh, the trials and tribulations those those grueling practices as you go through together, those bonding experiences, the laughs in the locker room. I mean, 
all those things, the discipline you learn, the hard work. I mean, that, that's what it's all about. You know, if you get a scholarship, that's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so um, I'm trying to – I haven't had enough coffee yet today. <laughs> so you'll have to bear with me, everyone. Um, how would you say that how – tra- how has this transformed you? I suppose um, – you, I mean, you sort of talked about it a little bit, but, uh, you know, Dom told me on the way over, you come from uh, a big family, uh, all involved in most, for the most part, involved in sports. Um, how's this, tra- how's it transformed you? And, you know, moving on, like, you know, the upcoming season, what are, well, the, I'm not asking you to divulge any sort of uh, new strategies or secret game plans or anything, but, um, you know, how, do, how does your mentality change between seasons and how do you, you know, push, push yourself forward and, and ultimately benefit uh, the players? Yeah, well, um, you know, every year is a new year, and, you know, you have a chance. You know, we've got 11 games on the schedule, and, you know, every year. And so we have some new guys. We have some guys that were gone last year. So you start from scratch. Whatever we accomplished, uh, you know, whether it was good last year, it isn't going to get us any points this year, and anything we did wrong isn't going to be held against us. So it's a fresh start, no matter no matter what the outcome was the previous year. And I think that's how, you know, most of us in this business approach it. And, you know, it's exciting. you got a new group of players, and, you know, you got a new schedule and, and new, new everything. I mean, so that kind of keeps us going. And, um, you know, it's the challenge. You know, there's, there's uh, you know, it's, it's easy. You, you know, we, anybody that's, you know, in this business or good at any profession that they, they're in, they, they take a lot of pride in what they do. So, you know, in our case, you know, we're out there on display for the community and the, the local newspapers and everybody. But that just, you know, but that aside, I, I really don't think that's what motivates us because, you know, we're, we're the coaches in this business, they're, they're self-motivated. They take a lot of pride in what they do. And more than anything, you know, we, we know we've done a good or a bad job, and we want to give these players, these players uh, that we coach, these 80, 100 young men, they, they work their tails off, and, and they work year-round. And, you know, we take pride in being able to give them the best opportunity to be successful, whatever, however you define success, but be the best people you can be, be the best person, be the best teammate you can be, and be the best football player you can be, you know what I mean? And, and that'll hopefully carry over into, you know, all aspects of their life. It certainly does. I've seen that sort of reciprocal benefit where um, uh, I have a student, Ricky, who uh, plays football. How good? And... Uh, over the course of a semester, I would see him, you know, improve and take more pride in what he was doing. But most importantly, and I think this is what really impressed me the most about him, which I believe uh, is, is a direct impact of, of your program and, you know, coaching staff working with him was his accountability mm-hmm. and his responsibility. You know, he made a mistake and he owned it and he did what he had to do to, to make it right. And that's an incredible character characteristic that you know you you don't I don't want to say see you don't see too much of it you do but it's nuanced right I mean you know we're just part of the equation you know in terms of trying to you know give young people an opportunity to be successful whether it's in art whether it's in politics whether it's you know and you know not many of these kids are going to you know uh, play professional football, but they may coach, they may be involved in some other aspect of administration, but, you know, they're going to learn discipline, accountability, being on time, you know, mm-hmm. how to treat and deal with people. And, you know, it's all part of this experience. And, you know, I'm, 
I'm thankful that the university, you know, makes a commitment to it and gives young people the opportunity. I've seen throughout my life, my brothers are living examples of the opportunities they've had to be so successful, you know, through this game of football, but they, they started out as, as college football players and they, they learned a lot of, a lot of very valuable lessons. And uh, that's what we're trying to do. That's our number one job. And as we see it in our number one mission is to turn out accountable, responsible, productive, you know, citizens. Mm-hmm. And so the transformative power of sports and, and the challenges that, that come with it, not only uh, with, with teamwork, but challenges to the self. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, uh, the transformative power that sports has on the Mahoning Valley culture and Youngstown? Because it is readily apparent, even if I yeah. first day being here, I could tell. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that, you know what I mean? I, um, you know, we got a great culture and we're developing a, a music culture and an art culture, but everybody's kind of motivated by something different. And there is a tradition in, in Northeast Ohio and in Youngstown, and it goes back, I think, to those, you know, the 19, or, you know, 30s and 40s and 50s. And, and you had these, uh, you know, communities and sides of town that had so much pride in what they did. We we're a close-knit community. People uh, in this community know what a good day's work is you know they've got great work ethic they take great pride in what they do they they've learned along the way to be the best that they could be in whatever it is that you're pursuing and um you know i think that shows up in the kind of program so schools have uh, made a commitment to hire good coaches to give coaches the resources and the training facilities you see you know stadiums being built and you see all weather tracks and now you know facilities and turf fields and and, and I'm just, you know, I'm grateful that the, the, you know, for the most part, the taxpayers in this community and the administrators see the value in giving these young people these opportunities to become, you know, the best that they can be, you know. And hopefully, in whatever sport they, they participate in, they're learning these lessons that will be, in my mind, very, very valuable when, when they go forward to work, to be a good husband, to be a good whatever, um, you know, wife, you know, whatever the case might be. So, you know, so this area, I think, does take pride in it. And the communities have built great facilities. They've hired good coaches. They've got year-round programs. They give kids the opportunity to be successful. And I, and I think that's in, you know, athletics. And, you know, I see it in, in some of the schools I've been at, great art programs, great bands, you know. We, we talked about, you know, football on Friday nights, but mm-hmm. there's, there's great bands in this area, and a lot of people are there. So, you know, it's all part of the – and anything you do, you know, sometimes I, I've taught a long time, and I've heard people – um, throughout my years, and well, football is you know king, or people put too much emphasis. And I don't. It's it's part of the tradition of this area. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is, in our area, it's the rallying. Point. It's the rallying yeah. boy. Yeah. That's the point yeah. I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It's not the football players' fault. It's not the coaches. Not the schools. It's the tradition of this area. The reality is we don't get thousands and thousands at soccer matches or volleyball matches or whatever mm-hmm. else. And that's not to take anything away from any of the it's it is what it is. Right. And from my perspective as a teacher, it's 
it's where I remember as a student before I played in middle school or in ninth grade, I wasn't on the varsity team or even in 10th, we didn't even dress. We had so many players. So we'd go to the games and what fun that was. I think people are missing out, mm-hmm. you know, the, those high school experiences and the, the dances and the whatever it be. It's a, it's a place to go and see people in your school and in your class or even people from the, you know, rival school. Yeah, there's that's the common bond. It's the bond. It's, yeah, it's what people you know. It's what people do, or it's one avenue, you know. And I think anything where you get the same age kids hanging out with the same age kids instead of going to work and you're 15 or 16 and working on a Friday night and hanging out with 17 or 18 or 20 year olds that are in a different state of their life, I I think you're missing out. And I think it's healthy and good. And some of the reasons why we have these high school events. And I think kids that don't participate or go to them, you know, I, I was certainly as a parent encouraged my child to go to them, whether they played or not. And you, so the investment is being made on so many different levels, figuratively Absolutely. and literally. Um, and you know what? Where I grew up, I grew up in the Allegheny National Forest, so I had nothing. All right, no, no, I don't want to say that, but very little uh, in in terms of camaraderie and community, you know, bonds and things like that. It just it really wasn't totally there. And uh, how how great it is to be, uh, you know, a high schooler, even even a young person going to college here to to not only. You know, especially if you went to high school, you got to go to the games and all the different types of sports you could either watch or participate in, and then gradually transition into having more of that on the college level. Um, and then not too far away, you got in Cleveland and in Pittsburgh. So you know, it makes sense why why football is, is so heavy a part of the culture here. Mm-hmm. But um, it's great to be able to see those different different levels um, and experience that and and participate in it. Yes. So. Um, Having said that, what, one question I always ask people, and I always get a kick out of this, and Dom, you, you should answer this too. Um, can you imagine yourself anywhere else? And if you could, where would that be? Uh, no, I can't. You know what I mean? I, I really can't. I grew up in this community. I, I lived you know, an hour away for, for five or six years. And you know, I, I looked for the opportunity to come back, and I was fortunate enough to have that opportunity. And I've, uh, you know, I've had, uh, you know, brothers very, very successful in the college uh, coaching world and business. And once I had two become head coaches at BCS schools and then, you know, ultimately three, more and more than I was asked, you know, well, when are you going to go there? And I, I really don't have any interest. I'm very grateful I had the opportunity to do this at Youngstown State. But to move to Lexington, Kentucky or to move to Norman, Oklahoma is not for me or, or somewhere else for that matter. Um, you know, for one thing, you know, with my age and where I'm at in my coaching career, you, you know, I mean, I really think it's it's more of a younger person's game anymore in the recruiting aspect and so on. But uh, I've been very, very fortunate. You know, I was a high school teacher and a coach for a long time, and that became my lifestyle. You know, the coaching is not so much different at this level. It is more detailed for sure you know, and there's a higher level, but, but that is easily attained, you know, by, by somebody that has the aptitude, but, but it's a different lifestyle, you know, and, and that's, it's not my, my lifestyle or not the lifestyle for my wife, my kids, and, you know, I've got a couple grandchildren now, so. So your life is firmly rooted here. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, I, I asked that question because of that specific reason, like, 
everyone I talk to is so devoted and inspired and connected to, to Youngstown in this area that they don't want to go anywhere else. They don't need to go anywhere else. But the, the one comment that you made about y- your peers saying, like, when are you going to go here and, and coach in, in this different sort of atmosphere, this different environment, that's someone else's life plan that mm. they're applying to you. Um, and, you know, we're both teachers, so it we're the conduits through which, you know, we channel and we we kind of guide folks to find their own life plan. So there's like a very, there's a contrast. They're like, oh, you, well, when are you going to go there and do that? It's like, no, 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 my place is here. And I give people, I open the door and they walk through it in whichever direction they go. After that point is up to them, but you've given them the, what they need to, yeah. to move forward. Yeah, everybody defines success differently, but I'm very happy with what I'm doing. And sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for, and it's not all it's cracked up to be. But, uh, you know, um, not one of those people that the life, you know, that grass is always greener on the other side. And I think I learned that from my father. He was a uh, longtime uh, teacher and coach at, at Cardinal Mooney. And, uh, you know, he, he had opportunities perhaps to be head coach somewhere or go to different school. He was at a parochial school. They were probably paid less than than what you could have made at a public school but he was very happy and he was a very contented man in his life and had a you know great uh you know uh marriage with my mom and and raised kids and died at a young age but um you know but he was uh he was happy with who he was and uh, I feel that way I I think my brothers do they've you know Bob has been the most successful but you know, he always talks about how he knows how little he needs to be happy. You know, he just so happened to play collegiately and, you know, d- he's done well. It's not just a coincidence, but he's, he's obviously good at what he does and he's had great success. But I, I think he, you know, part of his se- the secret to his success is he, he, he knows that that doesn't define him, who he is as a person. And, you know, he could walk away from it or be gone tomorrow and, you know, know that he's uh, a successful person. Mm-hmm. husband, father, you know, person. It doesn't define who he is. And I think that gives him the freedom to, to coach that way and to be free and to be confident with wh- how, he, how he conducts himself. But. And that, that acceptance, ultimately, that's the most rewarding thing. Because, uh, like you said, you have that – he has that freedom. You have that freedom. But, you know, it, some folks like myself, like I say yes to almost every opportunity. Um, and that gets me in trouble. Um, I'm hoping that I can get to a point where, you know, that I've accepted that, you know, this is, this is my role. This is where I'm at. This is my niche. And I'm good with that. And I can continue doing that. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, one other thing you, you mentioned about, you know, I'm here and this is my life and I am. And, you know, a lot of my kids are, are still in the area and in the region. And, uh, you know, Dominic knows, uh, my, my kids and, uh, you know, John has just uh, graduated here from YSU in the accounting school a year and a half ago, two years ago now. And, uh, you know, he did an internship at a Cleveland-based firm, but they have an, o- they have an office, a Conan company here in downtown Youngstown, and he really wants to stay here. And there's a lot of exciting things going on in our, in our city. And we really haven't talked much about that, but uh, I know he's, uh, he's part of this young generation, and I, I know Dominic is, and you know, I, I sense that you are, but there's a lot of uh, positive things going on in our city, and uh, we have so much to be proud of, and, and so many very accomplished people in, in virtually every area that you can think of, 
And um, there's a lot of those people that are working hard. You know, obviously, we've had to kind of reinvent ourselves since, you know, the steel mills, you know, closed. I mean, that, that's who we were. That, that, and it gave us a lot of the things that we're so proud of, the work ethic, the pride, the tradition, you know, close-knit communities, you know. Uh, th those are all good things. But now we got to kind of take those great values and virtues and apply them into different industries and different areas. But, but I have no doubt, you know, the people around here are very resilient. They're very close. They're very prideful. Uh, they're very religious. Um, and I, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of good things. And, you know, I know my son was excited. He could have gone off to Cleveland or gone off to even further away than that. And he decided to, to stay here in town. And, and I'm excited about that, and uh, but I, I think it has to do with uh, the pride that people mm -hmm. have and, and the excitement that people see in what's going on around our town. That's the re that's the reinvestment that that we're trying to channel here mm -hmm. uh, with these conversations. And I'm so glad to hear that that he's sticking around. Yeah, you know, I mean, so often, you know, people think that there aren't opportunities here and. You know, some of our most talented, you know, young people, you know, if they want to be successful, they have to go somewhere else. And I, I certainly don't think that's true. And, uh, you know, I know there's and there's a, a lot of people that are choosing to stay now. Um, you know, President Tressel's done an amazing job with the university. Uh, they're starting to, you know, tie the university into downtown. I think people in the city have worked hard and doing some exciting things there. And, you know, uh, Federal Street and some of the projects that are going on down there, all the housing that, that's all of a sudden going up. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's been a ton of projects that it just excites me. I was, I, I, you know, for I remember as a young kid, you know, going down, that's where we did our Christmas shopping was downtown at Strauss's and getting a malt down there on the, on the, <laughs> in the, in the basement. Everybody from Youngstown knows about that. And, uh, you know, then, then it disappeared for a lot of my adult, my adult life. And now that it's, it's coming back and, you know, my kids, uh, my youngest two, they're 25, but, you know, all through their college experience and their young adult life so far to this point, that's where their social activity is, is downtown. Whereas my kids that were just five or six years older than them, that wasn't that wasn't the case. They were still yeah. going to the suburbs to hang out. So it's definitely changed quite a bit. There, there's many, many great housing projects going on downtown. There's many going on now at the university, which is it's still going to add to the number of people that are that are living in this, you know, couple square mile area, and and it's exciting. And I know there's there's more projects on the horizon, and I, I'm just excited that I've been around to see the rebirth of it, and I can't wait to see what the next ten years brings. This current of redevelopment is swift and fierce, and it's exciting. It, it's exciting. Um, well, I just have one last question, and perhaps it's totally self-serving, but um, what's the – and I, I myself have a few phrases I repeat in my, in my lectures, you know, and my students make fun of me, but uh, what's that one phrase that, that you tell your players that, you know, that is as tried and as true as ever? I, I don't, I don't, you know. That one sports metaphor, not, you know, yeah, some cliche. Be the best you can be, you know, yeah. that's it. Okay. Well, good words to end on. Uh, I'd have to think about that one. Yeah, well, think about it. We'll do this again, and, yeah. you know, you can answer then. Um, at any rate, uh, excuse me, at any rate, uh, thank you for your time, Ron. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, RJ. Glad to be here. Dom, you got anything to add? No, it's just... Uh, 
hearing about you know being an older brother myself and seeing uh, Coach Stoops here talk about the success of his brothers and the opportunities he's had. Uh, it was cool to hear a lot of a lot of parallels. Um, and it's 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 the 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 neatest thing is, and I, I know Mr. Stoops' uh, family and and his kids and uh, the pride you could see when he says his. his his kids chose to stay here or they're choosing to come back here. They're choosing to hang out here. And for them, they got to, you know, they hang out at Strauss. They got their malls. They did their Christmas shopping um, when they were kids. And our generation really never saw that. And then we never saw, ha you know, leave and disappear. So we were never robbed those things. We were just here the story. So I feel like we're off in the time where we get a lot of praise um, of what we're doing and our interests and our enthusiasm for city of Youngstown. Um, but, I commend really our parents for staying here when they had opportunities like a lot of their friends did to leave. I mean, even for me, I never saw the inside of a working steel mill, but I still grew up. My friends, everybody wanted to leave. They couldn't wait to go to college and get out of here where, you know, our, our, our parents and Mr. Stoops, he, he saw a lot of his friends and even family members leave and uh, go on to greener pastures or whatever. But um, to hear hear his you know words, you know, there's not true words that have been spoken about uh, the pride and the excitement of what's on the horizon for the city. So I'm glad I got to sit in, and I'm glad uh, Coach Stoops is, was, took some time with us today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, he's got one more thing. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we, talk, we, we did talk about a lot of things, but, you know, I, I got to say that um, – you know, with the successful people we've had and just in, in college football with, with Coach Trestle, what, what he did here at Youngstown State and what he did at Ohio State and won the national championship in 2002. And I know that because, you know, my brother Bob won the national championship in 2000. It was two years later. And actually, when Ohio State won that championship in 2002, I was actually on the sideline um, because my brother Mark was the uh, – DB coach at uh, Miami, you know, but, um, you know, the, the, the point being is, um, you know, what, there were so many successful coaches. That's just the tip of the iceberg, you know, uh, Urban Myers from not far away here and many other college coaches are not far away. And, um, so after the success that Bob and Tress had, you know, the national media, I'm talking about the New York Times, I'm talking about the LA Times, I'm talking about Sports Illustrated, I'm talking about all the, you know, top news outlets, you know, in the country, all of a sudden started to call various times throughout the year over a couple of years. And the inevitable question that they kept asking me was, what is it about Youngstown, Ohio? You know, what, what is it? There was one article that wrote, you know, Youngstown, Ohio, the center of the college universe, you know, college football universe. And, you know, I, I, you know, I had to ponder that question. I think about it. It's been asked to me many, many times. And I, I don't know how you answer it other than, it, you know, the things that we mentioned, you know, already today, you know, mm -hmm. I, I know my brothers are very grateful for the experience they had, the, the neighbors and the friends they grew up with, the values they learned, the, the, the toughness, you know, Youngstown State, I mean, Youngstown raises tough, you know, community minded, very resilient, prideful people that want to be good at what they do. You know, they're, it's a very close knit community. Uh, churches are, you know, on every other corner, seemingly, you know, and, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's, those are the only things I can say, you know, I don't know what else to say, but, um, you know, there's something about uh, the air, the water around here that uh, breeds, uh, you know, tough minded, successful people. And it's contagious. For sure. Uh, well, thanks again, fellas. Really appreciate it. And uh, remember, everyone, uh, be the best you can be. Take care. That was awesome, Coach. Thank you. Thank you.